0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Urban Flight Foundation, the podcast. Please take a moment to like, share, or comment on this episode and let me know what you think. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of Interview with the Candidates. So, today I have our current delegate. Josh Cole for District 28. Now, if you are a Stafford County resident, um, you will know that he has been working hard down in Richmond for us. And even if you don't agree with everything or you agree with everything or not, he's working for you no matter what. So thank you so much for joining me today, Josh.
1: I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> so I, as I always ask, you know, you are our current sitting delegate. What inspired you to continue your run or to to actually to to stay in in office?
1: So um, since it's re-election time, I actually got involved in politics uh, back when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. I was hired to be a page for the House of Delegates that focused my attention on state politics. I came back about 10 years later as a 25-year-old. I worked for uh, the state Senate. And when you're older, you're paying more attention to what's going on. And so I would see our state senators talking to lobbyists and talking to constituents and saying, oh, I'll support this. I'll do that. But back then, subcommittees and committees weren't recorded. So they could go in, vote however they wanted to, come out the meeting and say, oh, I tried, but it didn't pass. And I was like, oh, no, we we need some better people in there. And so initially, I was just going to volunteer on someone's campaign. I didn't know that I was gonna run for office. Um, And to make a long story short, we ran for office in 2017. We lost by just 73 votes. Um, We came back around, we won. And when we won, we went to Richmond and we went to work. And in two years, we literally transformed the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I was like, yo, everything I campaigned on, I completed, I'm, I'm good. But then you started to realize there's still more work to be done. As much work that we've done, there's still more to be done. And, you know, people are still hurting. People still need help and people still need people fighting for them in Richmond. And so that's what's encouraging me to run again this time. And I'm excited about it.
0: I'm excited, too, because I really would like people to understand, like, our state level and local level politics hit faster than federal. So this is an election that we have to really, really pay close attention to because the policies and stuff that you've, you know, fought for and put in place, they directly impacted us instant, like instantaneously. Like, yeah, so this is, these are the things I think we need to understand as a community and as Stafford County, like we have to keep people in office that are having our best interests at heart. So what was the biggest, what was the most, uh, I, I don't want to, you know, kind of put anything down or anything like that, but what was the most exciting or the most, um, the most important policy that you got? Like, what was the one that got you like so excited that you were happy about?
1: There were so many. Um...
0: <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to put anything down, but... <laughs>
1: I'm going to try and pull two. I'm going to pull yes. two. One that wasn't mine and one that was mine. So our first year in um, 2020... Um, Delegate Lee Carter from Manassas passed a bill that capped prescription drug costs for insulin at $50 a month. Um, And we know insulin has been skyrocketing and even just regular prescription drug costs have been skyrocketing out the wazoo. And so I was the chief co-patron on that bill to ensure that those of our family members who are diabetics, that they would no longer pay more than $50 a month for insulin and that was so amazing because you know i got a couple of family members who are diabetics and so it was so powerful empowering for me to cast that vote and watch it get past the house send it over to the senate and to watch the governor sign it because it was so amazing um but then another thing that we did uh that i carried myself and you know i'm really big in, in helping Lottie Dottie and everybody uh <laughs> and uh we had a bill a grandmother came to us and she said hey um my grandson has to wear hearing aids. And he, his mother had to pay out of pocket for him because insurance wouldn't cover. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't think that's right. Cause I had hearing aids when I was in high school. So I called my mom and I was like, Hey, I got this lady in my office. And she was like, she couldn't pay, you know for hearing aids cause insurance wouldn't cover it. And mom was like, yeah, that's right. You know, I had to pay out of pocket for them hearing aids. And I was like, wait, wait, hold up. Wait a
0: minute. But you need to hear, the baby <laughs> need to hear like what? what? Okay,
1: hearing aids for juveniles, children 18 years and under were not covered by insurance. We put the bill in, my bill didn't pass. And that grandmother was you know, consistent. She said, Mm-mm, we got a version in the Senate. So she went over to the Senate. She did what she had to do. That bill passed in the Senate. It came over to the House. They tried to kill it in the House. But me, that grandmother, the Speaker of the House, we fought hard. And I was a chief co-patient on that Senate version. And because we carried through the House, it passed. And so now in Virginia, if you have a child or a student under the age of 18 who needs hearing aids, it will be able to be covered by your insurance. They can no longer. Deny that,
0: listen. Pause. Listen, if you got the <laughs> sugar, think about it. That's for some of y'all. Y'all don't say diabetes, y'all say the sugar. The sugar. Listen, <laughs> that's expensive. Those is like that's expensive to knock it down to $50 a month, and then these babies can hear. Like a lot of times, when they do those hearing tests in school, and the letter comes home to say your child needs this. Families are going to choose to feed or to house themselves other than paying for a hearing aid. So this is a great, (coughs) this is a great, that right there is extraordinary. Yes, though, that right there. (laughs) See, I want people, my goal is to inform voters and to keep people under, you know, make them understand that being an informed voter is better than just arbitrarily just casting your vote and Not knowing what you're voting for so the I'm not pushing who to vote for I'm giving you the re you know giving you reasons to consider people so you're a current delegate and <coughs> I will say as a constituent of yours I do feel like a lot of you're transparent with what you have going on and I want to like is that something that you feel is very important for a representative for you know, someone who is representing, you know, a a region.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because we're elected to serve in the House of Delegates here in Virginia, we're elected to serve roughly 80,000 constituents. Um, And with today's technology, you would think it would be easy to reach everyone, but we're still finding it's, you know, near impossible to reach all 80,000 constituents. Mm-hmm. um but it's so important to be accessible and transparent and that's why if you follow us on social media uh, you see all the things that i have right here yes. uh, we try and put all the information whenever we're in session we put the links where you can watch the session For my committee meetings you know when they are you can put it on there even when i'm in richmond we have what's called virtual office hours and in-person office hours you can come down to richmond and meet me or we can do a zoom meeting but I also think it's so important because if we're voting on things, the way the session moves, session moves so fast. Yep. So it's hard to you know, keep in touch with your delegate as soon as a bill pops up, because as soon as you learn about the bill, Probably by the time you call our office or send us an email, we have either already passed it out a committee or it's already heading over to the Senate. That's how fast Richmond moves. Um, but it's still important to be accessible. And I had a little argument with a constituent a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they stated that they didn't like something that was coming up. And I said, well, as always, I've been accessible. You know where I am. You have my personal cell phone number. You can reach out to me. And they said, you haven't been accessible. I haven't been able to get in touch with you. I said, well, you have my cell phone number. You have my... Every time you've reached out, has there ever been a time when I've not returned your phone call or not answered your email and they did not respond? And so, you know, just as much as you all hold me accountable, I'm going to hold y'all accountable, too. You know, I need y'all to be there. I need y'all to call me. I need you to reach out and let me know how you feel.
0: Well, I, for one, do do that. Yes, you do. (laughs) Listen, I'm one of these people, like, listen, I know there's, like you said, 80,000, there's 79,999 other people, I just feel like I should be able to say, hey, you know, this is what's going on, like, to me, being able to reach you, like, that's an appealing thing, because I know, you're gonna read what I said, you know, it may not, you know, be a priority to you, but you take the time to read what I say, like, even on Twitter, I you you post a question, I answer, it, and lo and behold, guess what, y'all? Listen, there's that that is that to me accessibility and being being able to talk to your delegate is is important. So that's something that is a quality that I feel like any uh, person who holds office should have, within reason. Now y'all not gonna be calling nobody at midnight, but. I'm just saying with reason to express yourself and let them know, you know, what's going on, but I love that that I have a delegate that I can reach out to and, you know, express myself and share my views and that's that's good because you're working on behalf of your constituents and I I'm a citizen first, so I do. I am. I'm a citizen first, and I feel like that is something that all citizens should understand. Like you can reach out to these people who are representing you, no matter if they're Republican, Independent, or de- Democrat, or whatever um, party they you are. Should be accessible, yeah. You should be accessible, and I like that that we have that. And I think if you're making an informed decision, that's something that you should have on your list because. He got multiple ways. Just don't be here, yeah. because <laughs> I'm 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 laughing because it's like I've seen some of the you know some of the stuff people have said about their representatives and like they're people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you show that side of yourself, and I think that's a that's a that's a quality that you know if anyone who's never who's just moved to the area just finally registered to vote. And you don't know who your delegate is. This is your delegate here in Stafford. And yeah, see, like he's, he's a person. And I want people to understand just because someone holds an office, they're human too. understand that and respect that and know that, you know, they're fighting for, for their, for their beliefs and the beliefs of 80,000 people. Like that's a lot of people. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I'm (laughs) sorry. I just, (laughs) I it was a nauseous, that's a lot of pressure because I realized oh, like who I will just... never
1: forget when I was sworn in um so we we the new delegates have two swearing-in ceremonies there's the the official swearing-in ceremony which is the first Wednesday when we all go in and then we have a ceremonial swearing in and I will never forget at that official one where all of us were sworn in um I asked my mom to pin me we have you know delegate lapel pins and as my mom is putting the pin on me she says, Don't forget, you are looking out and working for eighty thousand people. As she pinned that on to me, and um, you know, I I know there are people that who who disagree with me. I know that I don't agree with all eighty thousand people. But one of the things I try to do is making sure that I'm fighting for everybody, and at least allowing those, even you know, the Republicans or the Libertarians or or even some of the Democrats who don't agree with me, at least allowing them an opportunity to to share how they feel and express themselves.
0: I I really I'm speechless for a change so (laughs) because to me for someone to you know understand how the heavy that is to carry that weight that's that's a special it takes a special someone to say I'm a run for office and I'm going to affect the lives of that many people like that's what people are forgetting like there's one person who's affecting all of these lives and he like To make sure you're voting for someone who may not check everything off the list, but majority of them or some of them off the list. So be informed when we go to the ballot on November and, you know, if you're unsure, listen, follow, like, and, you know, send him your questions. Be You know, just ask those questions before you go to the polls and make your decision to make sure that you understand y'all are on a common ground because even though there's eighty thousand, you still matter. So yeah. So for first time voters, what message would you like to share with a first time voter who's just finally registered to vote and getting ready to cast their ballot in November? What would you share with them?
1: So I borrow some wisdom from our forever president Barack Obama. He said that as young people, we don't let our grandparents pick our clothes. So why do we let them pick our leaders? Because we know older people are the ones who consistently go out and vote. And young people, we go vote the first time because it's exciting to go vote the first time. But then we kind of fall into the rigmarole and the motion and we start believing that our vote doesn't matter. Um, But your vote mattered if you voted in 2019 and in 2020 when we raised the state minimum wage. Your vote mattered when we legalized marijuana. Your vote mattered when we passed the ERA. Your vote mattered when we just passed a budget to make sure that you aren't evicted from your house because you lost your job from COVID. All of those things mattered whether you realized it or not. And another thing is, if, you know, some people are like, well, I'm not really going to vote because I'm not into politics. It's, It's too much. Well, your landlord cares about politics, and that's how they keep your rent high. Your boss cares about politics, and that's how they keep your pay low. Your health insurance cares about politics, and that's how they keep your premiums high. And so we have to consider all of these things. If we want to fight back for saying that, you know, the world is cruel or it's not fair, we fight back at the ballot box. Uh, So that's why it's so important for you to do the research, find out who's running in your area. And that means from the dog catcher at the bottom of of the ballot, all the way up to the president. So you have to show out because in Virginia we vote every year so you have to show up for board of supervisors for school board for city council for delegate for senator for congress for you know federal for all of those positions show up because they all impact you in a significant way
0: See, there i mean because it's like this is what i have been saying to people like your vote your voice matters your vote is your voice so you have to let it be heard and that's a bit you know (laughs) (laughs) i just tell you
1: all the time if your vote didn't matter why would they try so hard to take it from you? look at texas look at georgia look at louisiana all of these states that are trying to enact voter suppression laws they're only doing that because they had the highest turnout of votes historically, come on, look at Georgia. Georgia had the highest turnout in black and brown votes in who knows how long. So of course their return is, well, we're gonna limit how you can vote. They've been allowing people to vote on Sundays for years. They're now gonna cut off voting on Sundays. They're now closing down polling booths because too many people showed up at these polling places. These are all key measures that we can't just bypass and just say, oh, that's just what they do. Okay. That's what they do when we don't activate and when we don't show up.
0: Yep. So I, I will say this, y'all get to the polls in November, be informed, you know, make sure you let your voice be heard. And, you know, this is, listen, if you didn't know who your delegate was in Stafford County, um. Here he is. Um, he's running for re-election. I, I mean, if you don't know, now you know where he stands and how he's made a change here in Stafford. I know he's the delegate for other places, but I'm in Stafford, so I'm partial. <laughs> this, this is my county. So I, I can't even thank you enough for talking to me today because... You know, my goal is to keep Stafford County informed and letting them know who's on the ballot, where they can go vote and also where they can find the information that they need to continue to live um, a great life here in Stafford. So thank you so much, Josh. I can't even like I'm so thankful that you gave you informed our voters and I'm excited to see what's next for you and um, on the on the ballot on November.
1: Thank you, Chandra. I'm glad to be here. And as I said, everyone, you can follow me on social media to keep up to date what we have going on. Thank you so much. And I'm around. If you need any help or any assistance, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to our office.
0: Yes, because they answer emails because I I, I know know. (laughs) personally. So yes, y'all. Thank you all so much. like, share, and also comment and let us know your feedback. You can find us at facebook.com, The Urban Flight Foundation, instagram.com, The Urban Flight Foundation, and on Twitter at twitter.com, The Urban Flight. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode.